Hi Pooja, hi. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. How are you? I'm great. So glad to have you here on our podcast, Pod for Writers. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Sudarshana Bhattacharya is a commercial writer, editor and a qualified journalist, a published business English author as well as an experienced digital content marketer based in the United Kingdom. Welcome Sudarshana to our podcast and I'm so excited to have you here. I have a few questions for you. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, I would like to understand something about you. I have learned that you're not just a writer, author and you're also a brand ambassador. So this is so exciting. I really want to understand, uh, you know, how did you become a brand ambassador and what exactly is it? Well, this is actually quite interesting because I've been a brand ambassador mainly through my content marketing work that I do and I actually kind of accidentally fallen into it. I didn't realize myself that I could do or be a brand ambassador because I'm actually like you said in your lovely introduction that um I'm uh I'm a journalist by by uh, qualification and I'm a writer through and through and I create content that is what I do that is who I am that's my profession my bread and butter so through when I started doing digital content creation work for various companies and it was through one of these companies where my managers they saw in me that I had a way of presenting a very good way of presenting products and services in person to people I was very good about talking about a product or promoting a product or convincing people a bit like a sales person you know they yeah. saw that in me and they said well why don't you um we are planning to make some youtube videos uh why don't you come and host those videos and promote the product you talk about the product and service so well why don't you come and do that let's do a screenshot let's do a screen test um let's let's see how you i think we i think you could do it you would look good on camera and you you come across very well so I thought, okay great that's fine because secretly when i was a child i used to imagine that i'd run my own tv show i'd be a tv anchor as a child i felt you know that was one of my dreams you know because wow. i would realize that <laughs> i went into writing but um it was my secret always been my secret dream. so i thought oh okay i'll get to be in front of the camera i'll be get i'll get to present some videos yeah sure let's do it And so I did and the screen test went really well. They were happy, I was happy, and they said, "Yeah, do the videos." Um so okay, I started presenting the videos and I, I talked about the products and services the company is representing and it was all it went really well and the videos are still doing well um, even till this day. And I realized and then that this was I was actually being a brand ambassador means you're representing a brand. So you're representing a particular product or a service that a company offers so this could be so most of the so we see like in the film world in bollywood we see or even in cricket we see you know cricket players um or you know uh, big film stars and tv personalities when they do adverts they are they're not exactly they're not professional models but they're representing the through their personality they're representing a product or a service because the brand or the company behind the brand sees that their personality matches with their products or they can they can sell they can market the products to the audiences 
through their personality. That is essentially what brand ambassador uh, work is about. So um, through my content creation, since then what's happened is for the past five, six years, I've um, been representing, apart from creating digital content for the brand, for different brands, I've also been representing the brands and their products and services through either through imagery or through photos or through videos or through social media posts, you know, creating social media posts on behalf of the brand, talking to customers, negotiating with customers or, you know, doing the selling part, trying to selling or, or the direct marketing between customers and the brand. So that's, I've been doing that a lot through my, my, my day job. And recently, in the past two, three months, this again, this is accidentally. So a lot of I'm on, I've been um, activating my Instagram account. I've been working actively on um, boosting my Instagram account. And what's happened is um, accidentally through some photos and things that I've posted, really casual photos where I'm not promoting anything at all, but they're just casual photos of me. But some fashion brands, jewelry brands, sunglasses brands, they've seen these photos and they've liked it and they've approached me saying, oh, you know, you look so nice in your jewelry or you look so nice in your sun. Uh, yeah, so basically then these brands on Instagram, they approached me to promote the sunglasses, or jewelry or bags and things because I happened to have photos when I was casually with a handbag or with a sunglass or with, um, you know, with some jewelry I was wearing and they liked the look of it. So, I mean, that is how I fell into this brand ambassador work even more. And now it's come to a point where I'm regularly posting content on my Instagram on the Facebook and things where I'm representing fashion accessories or clothing and things like that. Um, but yes, I mean, it is interesting. Writers don't usually become brand ambassadors. So this is quite yeah. an interesting part of my life. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, creators, please note this, that if you are active on Instagram, it can become an opportunity for you. It could be. And, uh, <laughs> yes, the dreams do come true. They do. You could be a model if you wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, George. so from today you start posting great pictures and start yeah. endorsing a few things and maybe you become a Absolutely, yeah. The only tip I would give is that be natural. Don't try to look as though you are posing or you're looking at making an effort. That doesn't work. I mean, I did not make, believe me, I did not make any effort on my Instagram to, you know, I wasn't promoting anything other than my books maybe, but I wasn't promoting anything. I was just literally in a park somewhere, you know, wearing sunglasses, enjoying the sunshine, or I was wearing some earrings or something, and my husband took a photo or whatever, and I put that on Instagram. I literally was not trying at all. So it's important not to, because they don't seem to like that. They seem to like natural when you need a natural element when you're being you, you know? yeah being authentic is very important that's my yes. only big tip that i will give you guys <laughs> yeah I, I would like to do this for books because i love books and i would love to become a brand ambassador for books by all means do do absolutely you know i mean i've seen people do that on insta that they're promoting books and things i myself do it for my own books it works it works yeah it does. yeah i've also seen i didn't know about this brand ambassador thing but i just thought people are promoting why are they promoting in such a special way I yeah know. that's why <laughs> <laughs> That oh, okay. is why. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yes, I'm glad you picked up on the angle, actually. It made me think about it. Because sure, you're right. Writers don't become brand ambassadors. Film stars do. TV personalities do. Cricketers yeah. do. Writers don't. No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, I read your story. You were initially a lecturer for entrepreneurship. And then you became a content creator, marketer, author, and brand ambassador. Hmm. This is truly amazing. How did you start as a creator? And what made you create this mega shift in your life? Oh, thank you. Thank you. You find it amazing. Actually, um, so I was um, a lecturer um, for about seven years, actually. Um, I, I'm a certified lecturer. I have a qualification in it. And I was, uh, when was this? I was teaching in colleges um, between 2007 to about 2013. And I was teaching colleges in London and um, in India as well, in Kolkata particularly. And uh, I was teaching journalism, psychology, mass comm, and those sorts of things to college level students, degree level students, that sort of thing. Um, And uh, basically, my frustration was that um, uh, I was teaching and I was seeing my students moving on and getting jobs in the industry, becoming journalists or becoming, you know, graphic designers or camera people and working in the industry. And here I was sat sitting with a degree and everything and I wasn't actually doing anything in the industry. And I oh. think, well, I could, yeah. And so I was thinking, um, you know, I was thinking, well, what am I doing? My students are moving ahead and here I am sat here with all this potential and I'm not teaching, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm not actually practicing in the industry. But at the same yeah. time in Britain, journal, the journalism industry is so saturated that it's just it's the, it, impossible to break through it's impossible to get a full-time job in a newspaper or a tv channel it's just impossible because they already have the people they have and they will not look for new entrants and even if they do that the competition is so fierce and stiff it's just impossible to um, make a breakthrough and even if you did make a breakthrough the salary you get is so poor it's just Aww. no point there's really no point in it so I'm thinking, well, I, I, I want to write, I want to create content, I want to do something with my uh, skills and qualifications. What do I do apart from teaching? And then what happened was I came across, um, I was doing some job searching and then I came across uh, uh, content creation jobs, um, um, companies looking for content creating job, content creators and basically the skill sets very similar to journalism really very similar you're you're writing you're researching articles you're you know preparing a strategy you're writing up articles you're editing you're proofreading you're doing all of those things the only difference is that in journalism you're creating news and which is going for the mass audience or the mass public and the news is true it's based on real life events but in in content creation you're creating you're creating articles, you're creating white papers and uh, blog posts and things, but it's for a product or for a service, for a specific audience. You are selling something or you're trying to sell something to a specific audience, whether this audience is industrial, that's business to business, or whether it's directly to consumers. Um, you are set basically, in effect, marketing a product or service um, to an audience, to a specific audience. Whereas in journalism, you are writing for everyone. You are writing for the country, you know, yeah. um, and you're covering important political or economic business issues, science issues, or health issues, or whatever it is, you know. Um, so that is the main difference of who you're writing for. 
Um, um, but otherwise, you're using pretty much the same skills. You're using yeah. all, you know. So I thought, well, this is great. I mean, and the salary is good. There are lots of jobs available. I don't have to work in the weekends. I can work Monday to Friday. I can still have a family life. I can still do all of that, and I can be happy uh, professionally. So I, I I I started doing that. So I started off as a small time as a content writer for a, a small uh, animation studio in London, um, and then worked my way up. I I never looked back. Since then, I then went to work for um, a company that promotes oil and gas events, and then I went on to um, consumer finance, and then pest control and uh, hygiene, commercial hygiene sector, then IT, and now I'm I'm currently. I'm self-employed now, and I currently run my own business. When I'm oh. I'm doing content, yeah, I do content creation and provide content creation services for different clients in different industries. So the clients are companies, and so my uh, recently I've worked for some IT companies. I've worked I've worked for um, a manufacturing company in France. Um, I'm currently working for a compliance legal and compliance training company in London. Um, so now it's uh, before I used to work for companies as attached as salaried employees for companies. Now I'm running my own business and I I work from home and I provide company specific services that they want. Um, that's wow, how I you have a long range of uh, you know things you have written about. It is so oh, thank you. <laughs> even it, it's like so exciting when every time you get to work on something new, uh, because many content writers have seen that they stick to one domain only, and then after a few years they say it's so boring. But I wonder how can writing be boring because you Correct. have opportunities to explore. Correct. Correct. It is not boring. Writing is not boring. If 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 content creators are saying that writing is boring, it's not the writing. It's what they are writing about that might yeah. be boring. You know, that could be. If you're writing about the same product or service day in day out for like a year or two years, it can get boring. I yeah. personally found it boring. That's why I would change jobs then. One yeah, for also for steady promotion because sometimes what would happen because content you have to remember content creating jobs are typical corporate jobs they are very much corporate and very much you know it's it's an office job nine to five or ten to six whatever it is and it is uh, it can get mechanical it can yeah. get mechanical it can get boring especially if you're writing say for example the company is selling you know um, they're selling. cleaning household cleaning products for example and you're writing day in day out you're writing about oh this can clean this this can clean that this can do this and you're writing about that for a year a year and a half even two years at the most you will oh. get bored but yeah. it's not about the writing that's boring it's the pro- you are and it's not if the product isn't boring either it's that you are getting bored of writing about the same thing yeah monotony actually a, yes it's not the product fault it's not the writing fault it is your boredom yeah and then so, you, that's the tiny shift you change it to your job yeah exactly so i also like initially i started with academic writing and then mm. in a few years i also got bored because i was getting same kind of assignments and i started moving to creative mm. and since then like i have explored more than 55 content formats and i never get bored 
absolutely you cannot get bored 65 content per month is impressive that is really really good Buddha. that is really good i mean you can't get bored i mean content creation is a fascinating field um because yeah. you're writing for different you know each format has its own set of challenges right yeah. when you're writing um, for say for example for an image the text that goes in an image you are limited with the number of letters and characters that yeah. you can fit in and you have to get a message across within that character limit that is a challenge you cannot be bored by that you are tested yeah. your creativity is tested right yeah. if you're writing for a video or the text that goes overlaid on a video or say for a billboard or for um you know a social media tweet or a, an insta post or um you know the, the the mind boggles the mind truly boggles it is yeah. it's you are tested your writing capacity is tested and then um, it's you cannot be bored you just can't be yeah you're absolutely right so you mentioned like uh, you are from uk but you mentioned about kolkata so uh, then you moved you came to kolkata and then you moved back so how was your experience living in india and in the uk uh, how do you find the two countries and their people how different they are so um i was born and raised in london um and my family my main family my immediate family are based here in london um and uh i yes yeah, so i i went to primary school in london i was uh, but we my family my parents particularly have a very strong attachment to india because of our, most of our extended family are based in india but we have some relatives in america also but i mean um we uh, so we would regularly visit india in holidays and things for christmas vacations or holidays and stuff and i would me and my brother we would enjoy it extremely being with the family being with cousins and things we um really really loved uh, being there um and then what happened was my mum she started teaching here in london she started teaching in the school that me and my brother went to and she wasn't very happy with the fact that me and my brother were not getting the cultural education as well as the the kind of high academic standards or the academic intensity which schools in india the way they educate kids she wanted me and my brother to have that so my parents then collectively decided that we go to kolkata we start studying there and in in high school in kolkata and uh, those were i was there in school for like 7 years and um through my teens basically and i moved there when i was 12 and then i came back when i was 18 um then in the be- i mean basically i was in high school there and um, it was tough it was very tough i found it very tough i found it difficult to adjust to life in india in the beginning mm. i i realized that kids even though i went to an english medium school but all the kids were speaking bengali and my bengali was very bad so i was <laughs> it was very bad but and i was forced to learn how to speak bengali properly because my classmates taught me basically i learned through my classmates oh, okay. and because they were not having it and i um, and then uh, i had to learn bengali as well as a vernacular subject so i had to learn it um and i had to there's that adjustment the language barrier then there was just adjusting to the culture and then the academic intensity that mm-hmm. schools in india have compared to schools here where the intensity is much less they let children be children 
you know okay. um and you play and play and you learn to play for until you're 13 and then they up the slowly slowly they start increasing the academic pressure whereas in india you start school pretty much you are learning and from kindergarten yeah. level you are learning you have books you are reading you're sitting exams you're doing all oh, of that books homework and everything even from kindergarten level whereas here kindergarten literally means kindergarten you're playing in the garden you're playing with toys in school you're just playing playing you're not you know you're allowed to be a child as it were yeah, yeah. so it's a huge difference you know but i mean those seven years i think i i think they were the best years of my life because they were I always say to people that I'm a character defining because the amount I learned not just academically but also as a person as a character and developing my own personality and um realizing that um no uh high there are high standards and you have to meet those standards and if you meet those standards you're good Um and when I came back I mean during the 70s I would travel regularly to London because my father was based here in London and so I would come over the summer to London spend time with him and then uh, my father would come to us in India during Durga Puja time spend time with us so there's constant traveling I I I started becoming familiar with the world and this constant kind of UK and India both countries are home to me you know both are home to me I cannot say you know uk is more important than india i cannot say that i cannot because india is very important to me i uh, is very integral to me so um uh when i when it came to degrees and choosing degrees and my father said well look there's some good journalism degrees in in london why don't you try applying for those as well as the ones you're applying for in india so i applied for everything and then the university i went to here in london university of west london they like my application they like what they saw and i loved the course that they were offering um just okay. new media journalism digital journalism with film and television studies as a as a extra kind of component i loved that course and i fell in love with it and i said well i'm doing this i have to do this so that meant coming back to london so i came back mm-hmm. to london um and did my degree then started working here started teaching and doing all of that then when it came to getting married like all good indian girls you know you have to get married and things so then <laughs> my i was looking for a partner looking for someone in london couldn't find anyone who's indian and everything so i wanted someone indian and then so my family suggested well then we have to look for some find someone for you in india then okay let's do that then i found my man in india and then but he wasn't willing to come to london yet he was still he he's a dentist so okay. he um he wanted he just started practicing there he wasn't really keen on coming here then he just opened his new practice and i'm like okay that's fine i will come over it's not a problem i can come over i will work there and things like that it's fine i've lived in india before i can do it again so then i went back to india went back to kolkata that's when i started teaching in that college um I lead the Institute of Leadership and Entrepreneurship in Kolkata and um uh, before then I was uh, writing the book as well which I think you we will talk about in a bit. Um yeah. Um but uh that's how I came to I went back to Kolkata then I was there for 2 years and then thing was then was I was starting to get opportunities in London for content I saw the content creator jobs I saw this and I and I really wanted to do that and I told my husband look I really want to go back to London these opportunities are really good I don't want to waste it and he was very understanding and he said okay no that's fine and let's okay let's go back let's go to London and let's um, I will start practicing 
in London and you can do your jobs. And my, my in-laws were very supportive. They were very supportive. They were like, well, we don't see, if you see good opportunities in London and you're from there, you might as well go. There's no point staying out here if, you, if you've got really good opportunities and you're wasting your career otherwise. Very, very supportive. It's important to have a supportive family. Very yeah. important. Otherwise, you cannot, you cannot realize your career dreams without a supportive yeah. family. I mean, and you and I, Pooja, you know, we were married and, we, you know, we, it's very important to have that uh, support. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it becomes difficult. But then, you know, I, I think both UK and India are both important to me, equally important to me. Um, and yes, there have been struggles and challenges, but um, with the right, again, with the right support, you can overcome those challenges. I mean, my family here in Britain have been very supportive. In India, they've been supportive. My friends have been hugely supportive when I was in school. I'm still friends with them now. Um, they're still, we're still in touch. And they, they helped me through a... Um, overcoming the difficulties in studying in India and I'll always be grateful for that and we're still very much in a really solid friendships we have so um, yeah that's pretty much how I see it <laughs> yeah so you had like here there and jumped from here to there oh <laughs> like yes there's a lot of jumping lot of jumping around lots lots that has yeah. been my life yeah <laughs> so you are a traveler Yes, even now that I'm based in I'm based in the UK, I'm based in Berkshire, but I'm um, even then every year. I mean, we haven't in the pandemic, but uh, otherwise every year we go to India for holiday because my in-laws are there, um, my whole family, extended family are there. We have to go there to see the family, I have to see my in-laws. Um, every year I'm traveling and I'm in touch with a lot of people in India. I'm networking a lot with people like yourself and a lot of other lovely people in India, a lot of creative people. And um, yeah, every year, usually I'm in India once a year, every year anyway. I just can't okay. not be without there otherwise. When the flights reopen, when the borders reopen, um, I ho- I'm hoping to go to India as soon as possible to see everyone. <laughs> Yeah, do come and see me also. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'd love to come to Mumbai because I've never been to Mumbai. Oh, <laughs> I've never been. I've only like used airport as a transit. I've never actually been to the city. I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so I actually shifted recently to Pune. Oh, okay. I haven't been to Pune at all. You know, I'd love to see those areas, Mumbai, Pune. I've had clients there. I've worked with people there. Um, I've never actually been into that part of India at all so it'd be nice to see you of course yeah of course <laughs> okay so you mentioned about your book that was on business English right yes yeah so how is it different from regular English could you tell us a little more about it sure so business English is something it is primarily a western concept um, and it's what it is basically is communicating in English at the workplace or for all work-related professional purposes. That's what business English is. When you're using English for business. So when you, whether it is communicating in the workplace with your colleagues and bosses and peers and customers or whether it is when you're creating communications to be used in the workplace or to be used uh, shared in the public domain on a professional or business perspective oh. that's when business English comes into play that is what it is really 
Um, so the book that uh, I'm talking about, that was something that uh, fell into my lap, as it were, um, way back. This was just before I was going to get married, and I'd met this wonderful lady called Fiona Torbot on Twitter. And um, she saw some of my writing and articles that I was publishing on Twitter, and she really liked it. And we started interacting and networking by Twitter. Um, and she said, well, I'm coming down. She, she lives in north of England. She was um, saying that I'm coming down to London. And said, Akshina, why don't we meet up? And I said, yeah, that would be lovely, sure. And um, I said, well, uh, this was just literally two months before I was going to India to get married. Two months mm-hmm. before my wedding. So um, I went to meet her and we started talking and everything and then she very kindly, she offered me uh, this proposal. um, She's written three books in Business English before at that time and this was her fourth book and she wanted to write this fourth book with me because she saw through my writing that I had this um, global flair, flair for um, communicating to various countries in English language differently and she thought that was a very relevant thing given that we are transitioning in the with the internet all our communications are going digital we are now working any business could potentially be selling to anyone because of the yeah. internet right so right. content you know you might be sat in india you know having a you know like a small business where you sell niche indian products but you could be selling those products to america or somewhere easily because yeah. nowadays logistics, shipping, those things don't matter anymore. It's all possible. So that's just one example. And um, and because business is really globalized now, everyone's working everywhere now. Um, yeah. Not You don't have to physically be in a different location. You could be where you are and you, as long as you match the time. So just like you and me are at the moment, this podcast wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the internet, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in Pune, I'm in, in London, and here we are having this conversation. We, we just yeah. had to match the time zone. That was it. So yeah. it's business is like that as well. So we were at that time, at that juncture, where businesses were starting to pick up on this fact. And so we thought that this, this book would resonate on that sort of, that moment, in that how do you communicate to audiences in this sort of new environment that we're in? You know, how do how do you sell yourself? How do you uh, represent your own CVs? How do you uh, talk to colleagues who, who come from different countries, but you're speaking in English? How do you write presentations that are for different colleagues in different countries in English? How do you write reports? How do you communicate um, in social media? How do you do social media marketing? What are the communications like in there? Because businesses had just started to use social media for selling, uh, promoting their their products and services. So it was about the language changes, the way English is used changes, the text is different, the words are different, and people have started to discover that. So our book encapsulates all of this. Um, And um, Touchwood is doing really well still because of all of that. The book came out in 2012, November. But um, it's called Improve Your Global Business English, um, and it's um, available, I think, on Flipkart and um, on Amazon.co.in in India. It's available everywhere in the world, um, uh, and it's available on Kindle and on audiobook as well, on Audible.com. Okay. 
and it's also available in two other languages. It was published in Vietnamese and in Polish. Yeah. Okay. So I think I I listen to audio just audible. So I would yeah. definitely check out. Do do do. I'll I'll send you the link to it um, after this call. Um, but yes, it's on Audible. Um, and the way the book was written was quite interesting actually because I was um, she gave me the proposal, I accepted it, but then I had to go off and get married. So I was in Kolkata. Uh, oh. I got uh, married, and then after two months, then I started writing the book with her. She was based in North of England. Our editor was based in London. I was based in Kolkata, and we were just okay. emailing each other word documents flying everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how the manuscript was written. It was a multicultural book. <laughs> Completely multicultural and we were saying this we were laughing we were saying that this is this book is true it's about multicultural business and it is truly multicultural the way it's being made. <laughs> They had to match my time zone out to match the UK time zone and you know get the manuscript and that's how it was proofread that how when the cover came out you know we were all given the cover to all approve it it was all done this way I was in Kolkata the whole time when the book came out. Um so it is a very interesting way that it came out but yes it's been it's done it's doing really well and it's still selling universities and institutes across the world are using it as a textbook uh it's doing particularly well in Europe and in the Middle East uh and and of course in uh, Vietnam Vietnam and um the Far East as well uh but yes um do check it out i'm sure you will like it Pooja because you love reading and um and writing so you would like it for sure yeah in fact you opened up my mind because i've been thinking that i can only assist authors in india but you are looking at you i think i have more possibilities oh most definitely most definitely i think uh, authors and writers especially our audience listening um in this podcast um don't limit yourself do not limit yourself use the internet as a way to get your voice heard globally do not stop at just thinking that you are only limited to the indian audience which in itself is a massive audience but it, it do not limit yourself to just india there are voices to be heard and people want to hear fresh original talented voices and you could be based anywhere in the world but you will have an audience because of the internet Okay, so for uh, for content creators who are in India and uh, mm. if they would like to write for the UK audience, can you give us a few tips on that? Um, so I think firstly, before you um, uh, target international audiences, you need to first develop some sort of portfolio. So you should oh. have some sort of um, you have a couple of years of experience in creating content. um for brand various products and services but do that first develop a portfolio first because one thing that international companies are they the first thing that they will want to look for is do you have a portfolio means mm-hmm. have ha, is your writing or is your content creation work good enough that companies in your country have already hired you and invested in you and you know purchased your work um have they done that if your work if if you can show you can prove that yes you have worked for various businesses that have hired you for your content creation abilities then that's 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 your first that's the first tick that you've got you've passed that test then you know you need to be able to have 
tangible evidence where you have blog posts or whether they're blog posts or imagery or whether they are videos or whether they are um, white papers or whatever it is it you have to have written created some content that represents a business hmm. when you've done that like say i'd say two years even two years worth of that hmm. and you've acquired some solid experience then you can go about and start thinking about you look on job sites you look on the freelancer sites like upwork um what else can i think of upwork and there's another one fiverr fiverr yes fiverr those sorts of sites that were are good places where businesses based abroad are continuously looking for people continuously looking for people who they can hire young fresh talent who who are willing to learn who are willing to have an open mind and understand what it is that the business wants to market what are the messages they want to convey and you can deliver on that so uh, having a portfolio if you can have a website where that portfolio exists that would be great so have a portfolio have a website and then have an open mind because one thing you have to realize is that the way in businesses in india the way they work is quite different to the way businesses abroad work you know so oh. they would want i they would typically depending on the country like in britain for example they would be looking for something very specific from you so they would probably want can you create two or three blog posts based on this topic this product this service this message they will give you a brief and oh. you your job is to just meet that brief don't do anything more don't do anything less they don't want it okay right so you have to stick to the brief that's given to you if you can stick to the brief and deliver on it fine great they they will be happy about it don't try to do anything extra oh. or don't try to and don't under deliver either though if you've missed something out they will they will tell you you've missed this out we don't want it so you have it's important that you comply with the briefs as closely as possible and that's something very important to bear in mind and also um be polite be courteous but be polite and also be, be um yourself have a sense of humor come across obviously speak english well after given mm-hmm. um which most indians do i mean they really speak really good english um especially students these days they have a fresh crop of talent very smart so be tech savvy important to be which again most indian people of younger generations are all very tech savvy so that's yeah. all good <laughs> i mean i'm not really worried about you guys having websites or not i'm sure you already do have these things yeah um, but it's very important to have um, a portfolio very important to have a portfolio and an uh, open mind sticking to the brief um and being smart being presentable being you know good with your communications being approachable you know and uh, in genuinely interested in the product and service if you if you think you're going to be bored by a product don't go for it if a, if if there will be jobs out there where you're thinking oh yeah this job looks really nice oh it's it's based in london oh this is great but what is the product something that really bores you you're thinking oh but they're selling i don't know toilet cleaner something and i don't want to write about that If you don't want to write about it then don't go for it. Just because they're based in London doesn't mean you have to write about toilet cleaner. Yeah. Choose a product or service that you're interested in. Only then will you get the best content out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. 
you have I to be interested in it and uh, i do make a choice whenever i get a new or you know opportunity from a client mm. i always make sure that i choose them based on what i like because when i am going to be able to give justice uh, creative justice to correct 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 you won't be able to and then it, what's the point then it becomes futile right i mean yeah. if you're if you're not giving justice to the project um so you need to be interested in the product or service that you're that you're working for otherwise it won't it won't work ultimately So your journey is amazing literally like a roller coaster ride from yeah. here to there <laughs> so, now that you say it yes it has been <laughs> yeah so we would really like to know what inspires you moves you and keeps you going oh lots of things really i mean i'm daily i'm inspired by um uh read i'm inspired by good content i'm inspired by awesome content so whether that's um but i see that through cultural uh, formats like books and films and tv programs or web series i'm particularly fascinated with the way web series are being developed um in this day uh, not just uh, in india in, i mean we've got some awesome web series in india but also in, in globally as well i mm. love the way we we uh, there's so much so many different types of content are coming out cuz reaching different audience tastes i love that and um, that really inspires me um i'm inspired by good books good music um again youtube it's so many lovely artists are coming up you have is not gone on the days where you have to work for some record label or something like that you know yeah. you can just you can sing you can play an instrument you can be you know at in at home in your bedroom and you put a youtube video on and if it's good it will resonate and you will be a hit overnight you know it's like some really fresh talent good music in, inspires me good writing i see a lot of good poetry um on instagram i particularly see a lot of good poetry coming out from people youngsters and anyone not just youngsters but i mean people of all ages coming up with um, publishing they have a, suddenly the whole world has opened up no with social yeah. media and things you can publish your talents and literally you will have your own audience you don't actually need to be in a magazine or in a in a book or anything you can have your own little channel you can have your own yeah. um forum and you can you can own it and you, you and you have your own audience for it and this is wonderful i think that's one the internet inspires me for sure continuously the content on the internet that's my main source of inspiration for sure Yeah, so actually same things also inspire me whenever I read a book or any form of content I'm like I also keep watching Netflix and not just Indian but across globe sometimes even foreign languages I don't understand but there is always a subtitle so yep <laughs> yep of course of course look I didn't fully understand Hindi properly I mean when they start using in films and even they start using you know like difficult Urdu words or oh. you know or maybe like shuddh hindi I do not understand it and I I need the subtitles and um so I mean and, and yes indeed the fact that everything is now at your fingertips you can watch something in spanish or in um i don't know in 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 german or whatever it's film and you and you know you you don't have to go to a movie theater to go and watch it it's at home on your phone 
or on your computer or on your TV screen and you could be watching something global um, with subtitles and you can be a part of that experience and then, the, and then you can share your experience on Twitter or Insta or Facebook or whatever and talk about it and have a discussion and, yeah. and so it's just absolutely phenomenal what the internet is doing to the media industry changing it forever and making everything accessible to everyone I think that's just fascinating. I cannot get over that. And I think that's um, here to stay. Um, it's just going to get better and bigger, I think, you know. I mean, potentially anyone could um, watch anything they want uh, in any language. It's not a barrier anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So this was a great time we had with you. But before we part, I would like to ask you one last question. Um, sure. give our listeners who are new to content creation some advice on how they can become great content creators and create great careers using their skills so um always have like i said before it's important to have an open mind very important to have an open mind and always um look at what others are doing you can always get inspiration from what others are doing i'm not saying you copy them but i'm saying you get inspired from them maybe you see something you don't like and you can say oh i seen that i can do that better even that is inspiration right watch your competitors because in because this the world of business is a cutthroat world we know that right and when you're working in a corporate sector something is really structured as content creation and marketing it's very important that you keep an eye on your competitors what the competitors for your products or services that you're working for so for example if you're if you are working on doing content creation for um a type of namkeen you know a type of snack right a salted snack and you it's important that you first identify who are the competitors of the same product and see yeah. what content marketing they are doing because then you can learn what not to do or how yeah. to do it better there are two yeah. things that that's something and another thing is that um it's very important to track your performance your performance of the content that's being created so use things like google analytics use things like semrush um uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of digital good digital tools out there um that uh, mashable semrush um uh, google analytics uh, um uh, Google Tag Manager they are very good tools which help you even though you might personally might not be using them there will be an S, there will be a technical SEO guy there will be someone else who would be doing that for you but it's important that you understand how SEO works understand how SEO tool works and understand how UX works UX and CX user experience customer experience It's yeah. very important as content creators that you gel with the SEO professional and the UX professional in your team and the web developer whoever's working on the website is very important that you get along with these three professionals because it is together with all of your efforts a team effort when a, a content creation project is going to be truly successful you are providing the words the ideas you're providing the way a content should read or pre- present itself but you sh- you are 
also then the content it has to be presented in a certain way which the web developer will do it has to rank in search engines in a certain way that's the seo person will look after that it has to navigate in a certain way your ux person will look after that so you have to work with these three at least three professionals plus your boss the manager of the business the directors the stakeholders what they want from the products so a lot of teamwork is involved so you have to be a team player yeah you have right. to be a team you cannot go solo it will not yeah. work you have to be open minded you have to be a team player you have to understand have a basic understanding at least of how seo and ux cx work then you yeah. will be a successful content creator you will be for sure yeah absolutely right so uh, thank you very much for coming to our podcast your story was really inspiring and i would definitely check out your book and even share it with our followers so oh, thank you here... so much pooja really really i enjoyed talking to you um and it's been very i, I really hope your audience um uh, finds this useful and they can learn something from it um and if you want um, you can reach me on twitter and instagram my user id is sudakshina kina uh look me up and i'll definitely connect with you happy to connect with the audience you and your audience yeah same here i'll i'll share your links on our pages and you know people can get connected with you on instagram surely surely so it's already evening here but there it's still the whole day is open for you so yes it's 1:30 here <laughs> thank you so and much keep creating <laughs> Oh thank you you too lovely talking to you bye for now bye 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 bye